Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fangs. We're back, man. Episode 291. Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's get right into it. Uh, recently, uh, the biggest story on the news right now is the, the conflict between Palestine and Israel. Um, I'm here to not talk about it. I don't know if that makes sense, but let me let me get into it. A lot of people are feeling the pressure to either take a side or to have an opinion or to, you know, donate or to do this or that. I just want people to understand that it is completely okay to not know something. And it's completely okay to not have an opinion, to not share it, to not nothing. Like this shit in Palestine and and Israel has biblical context to it. It goes really far and it's a very nuanced conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlemagne actually had mentioned something about Justin Bieber putting up some inaccurate information he had to take down. Mm-hmm. I think we're too close. I mean, we're 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 too pressured to get involved with shit. It's just like a digital overload, bro. You could only care about so much. And I think what's crazy is is I from a general sense, I care. I care seeing, you know, children getting hurt and people getting hurt. But at the same time, I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be one of those platforms or those podcasts that just come out and say stuff just because I've had three days research. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Like, <laughs> that's not enough for you to be talking. Mm-hmm. You know this. This is like this is not like the the little black box in your fucking Instagram profile to show that you have some form of uh, what do you call that uh, allyship. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot take sides in this. It's fucked up just in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I just want people, I want to drive the message home that you do not have to know everything or even have an opinion, especially when you're not well educated enough on the subject matter. Yeah, I agree. I I think that there's, it's just so much going on in the world. Um, This is just the biggest thing right now because of uh, social media and, you know, just, you know, the bigger media outlets just kind of forcing this information it's all over the the front page of the newspapers and and it's just like the talk of the town um and i think like you were saying i care about it from a general sense like i I think that there's a lot of innocent people dying and that's the nature of war that you know that there's you know essentially like uh like military you know uh bodies that kind of go to war but there's a lot of casualties involved, and yeah. we see that in, in, in every war. Yeah. And I think those are the people you start to you know, have real empathy for, right? Um, so I care, I care in that sense. But as a, you know, when, I, when I actually think about it, I just don't know. I don't know enough about it. Right. Um, it's not something that um, I'm trying to actually you know, do any sort of research on. I, I just don't, I don't have a connection to it, right? right. And I think that... Um, there and like I said, there's so much other things that that go that go on in the world as far as like there's genocide in Darfur and there's you know other things going on and maybe some like some stuff with the uh, the Aborigines and freaking Australia in right. Australia like there's just so many things going on um, around the world is it's like if you don't care about this then I mean or if you put too much effort into this or if you put too much research into yeah. this. Like, what do you, so does that, does that mean you don't care about the people in Darfur? You right, know, so right. I just think that when, um, we always have these, like, uh, you know, you, you might mention it later, but you know, as far as like Vlad TV or different people saying like, why hasn't this celebrity said this? Or why hasn't this celebrity says, said that? It's just not, 
everybody's place to say something. No. And I think that when you're not well researched on on a specific thing, and this is completely different than like George Floyd or Trayvon Martin or all these situations where it's, it's pretty like, no pun intended, but it's pretty black and white, right? Like you know that this person died and they mm-hmm. died on video or this person died and they died and there's evidence and there's, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, voice recordings and all this other stuff. This is something that goes way back. Like you said, to the biblical days. And um, this is something that's been going on since then. And it's just been kind of reignited ever so often. And um, the way I I try to articulate it, it's like it's like trying to pick sides between Bloods and Crips. You know, it may have started um, maybe in the 70s or whatever the case may be. and, And it was like. This one kid got jumped and then they was like, well, we got to put a crew together so we don't we don't have to get, you know, uh, we don't have to walk around L.A. without any sort of protection or anybody to have our back. And then all of a sudden they formed the the, the Bloods and the Crips and, you know, they just started going back and forth, mm. back and forth. And then all of a sudden in 2023, it's like we don't know where it starts and when it ends. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't really pick a side because on both sides they're just like killing each other. All you right. know what I mean? So. That's why in this situation, I think it's just best to, you know, you can send your thoughts, you can send your prayers, but it's not for everybody to speak on because this was way too nuanced for just a casual person sitting in Bakersfield, California to have a real take on this situation. Can you imagine just like I stand with the Crips? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And also, I think people need to cut this shit out where they say, if you don't say something, then you're a part of the problem. Uh, No, I don't think so. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I remember when, the, you know, the whole George Floyd thing was going on or, you know, other scenarios where, you know, an unarmed black person was shot or whatever. I didn't look at my white friends that that hadn't posted something about it or whatever the case and said, oh, they're racist because they don't have a black box in their bio. Mm-hmm. Some people simply don't have a position like they gen- they generally care. But you can't put a blanket on someone as somebody being hateful just because they chose not to speak about it. Yeah. Right. Not to mention too, the same people that tell you you should oh you need to talk about this or you're a part of the problem or whatever. There's been plenty of other issues that have happened in America and around the world, and it, even issues that I might have cared about, but I never heard you chime in one time. Mm-hmm. So you got people that have selective empathy, like they'll tell you you should care about this, you should care about Hamas, you should care about Palestine, you should care about this, you should care about that. But when I felt a way about something, even though I didn't have an expectation from others. I didn't hear you say a word. For sure. So yeah. you, you you can't have selective empathy towards things, and you're quiet about a certain s- subject matter, and yeah. then you expect me to react to something else. That's not how the real world works. In yeah. addition, we only have, like I mentioned, we only have so much mental capacity to care about so many things. Imagine somebody telling you, you know, um, Imagine somebody telling a woman that just had a miscarriage, telling her, like, what's happening over there is terrible. And if you don't say something, then you're a part of the problem. And you're thinking, like, I just had a fucking miscarriage. I don't give like this miscarriage. Me losing my child is the most important thing in my life right now. Why do I have to care about what's going on over here when my life is in shambles right now? Yeah. You're asking too much of some people. Some people simply are just trying to deal with life. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they lack empathy. It just means that they can only channel so much towards what they're dealing with, man. Just get off of people's ass. Yeah, 100%. Like, for me, I just had a funeral on Saturday, you know, and ain't nobody in in uh, 
Israel or, you know, ain't nobody reach out to me and, you know, send their condolences that just that don't know me. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right, this right. is just something that. So I just say, like, we we all deal with stuff like, you know, I was given, you know, example of like a pet that that dies or gets hit by a car or something like that. We see pets on the side of the road all the time. Right. More times than not, it's somebody's pet. You know, yeah. it might be a dog that we see on the freeway or whatever. I seen a, I mean, I witnessed an actual dog got hit. Like it was like a, um, it was like a, a like a German Shepherd or something, and it got hit on the freeway. And it might, have, you know, who knows? Most it ain't too many stray German Shepherds. You know, nah, they're just yeah. really good dogs. So right. I'm sure it was somebody's dog that just got out, and you know, they just made their way to the freeway and got lost or whatever the case may be. But the as many people running up and down 99. Most almost ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people do not care, but that mm. one person that is the owner of that dog is distraught because right. they know that their dog isn't coming home, and that's just the way the world works. Yes. It's not for everybody to look at that dog and just be like, "Oh my gosh, who's the owner? How can we connect these two? And oh my god, we just have to stop traffic and find. It's like right. That's just how the world works. So don't expect. I don't expect. Like I said, I don't expect the world to be distraught that. You know, my cousin passed away. You didn't even know this person. 100%. But for me, this is just what I care about. You know, I care about my family. I care about my yeah. friends. And I care about the small, my my community. Um, and then I have empathy for, you know, everybody else. But it's not something that I'm losing sleep over yeah. or, you know, just trying to, like, exhaust myself to do research over what's the origin and who's right and who's yeah. wrong in these situations. The internet has skewed the way we view empathy. And I think that we have this weird expectation of how others should react or whatnot because it's it's the it's just people people almost have this fake display of care because they feel obligated to do it. You you it doesn't make you a bad person. It's not to say you don't care. But if you don't care the way a person that's being affected by it cares, it doesn't make you a bad person. They can personalize the situation because they're going through it. So it's the worst. And you you can't quantify that because you're not the one affected directly by it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so don't try to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just don't. Don't try to do that. Just say a prayer and keep it going. Yeah. Just keep it moving, man. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just a strange thing, man, because I was thinking about like when my father passed away. Right. But I, I heard a, actually that's not what I was thinking about. I was thinking about when this dude talked about his mom passing away. It was like an NFL player. I can't remember who it was. And he said he was in the hospital. And then, you know, you know, the, the they ended up having to pull the plug on his mom. And he was just like he could he was in disbelief that his mother had just died. Mm -hmm. And when he finally went downstairs into the lobby, he said he could smell coffee. He could see traffic going by. Everybody was walking by. People were on their cell phones. You know, everything was going on. Birds were chirping. Dogs were barking. And he knew that, like, just because somebody you love dies, like life goes on for everybody else. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's just the reality of the world. You know, my dad died, and what I notice is, you know, you got people like Keith and, you know, his, bro his brother Desmond, who is my best friend of 23 years. Like, these people were constant in my life, you know, obviously checking to make sure I was okay. But you had all – when somebody in your family dies, you have all the people on social media, condolences, prayers, condolences, prayers, condolences, prayers. But after that, everybody is off to doing what they do. Yeah. They got their own life to worry about. And at least 95% of them are not checking back. They just told you prayers. 
and they moved on with themselves. Yeah. That's the way the world works. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, that's what I was going to say, too. There's a dude that's an interviewer named DJ Vlad, and uh, he mentioned that Drake is the biggest uh, the, 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 the biggest Jewish artist because he technically is Jewish. He's half Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, DJ Khaled is the biggest Palestinian, I guess, um, uh, what would he call it? Like, a, what would you consider him? A celebrity, I guess yeah. you would say. Mm-hmm. And he said they've chosen to say nothing about it. They need to speak up. And it's like, wait a minute. Why do, why do we put that type of pressure on someone to speak about something they either may not feel comfortable speaking about or they've already evaluated what is that going to do for anything mm-hmm. like do you think a war and fucking uh, and conflict between Palestine and freaking Israel is going to be like wait a minute stop let's stop beheading people Drake is talking <laughs> like get the fuck out of here <laughs> like you can't expect for Drake or fucking DJ Khaled to speak on it they've probably already weighed the the pros and cons of the situation as any person would do this is a very sensitive situation yeah because what do you expect them to do is say i i'm with israel or i'm with palestine then you're gonna chastise them for it because they took a side so like bro i'm not gonna talk instead of talking let me send these these products over there let me let me send some food let me send some aid and let me just send that without having to publicize it we don't know what they're doing we yeah, don't know yeah. how this is affecting Drake. What if Drake is crying over this? Drake is legitimately Jewish. He had a bar mitzvah. Like, mm-hmm. so what if this is genuinely hurting Drake? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, Drake chose to not reply to this, but he replied to Joe Budden and he did this. It's like, bro, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And why do you have such a skewed view on how others should perceive a trauma or problem in the world? Mm-hmm. We got too much. I don't. I don't know. Social media has affected some people to where they don't even think. They just start saying shit. People just say anything now. But you, you just, but just like taking it back to like the basic conversation. A tweet doesn't do anything no. for them over there. No, don't even, we don't even speak the same language. No. So I don't understand why the, you have these like you know if this person don't say nothing it like. Like you said, DJ Khaled came out and made a statement today. That is not going to stop anybody from dropping a bomb or from shooting somebody or from right. killing somebody. That, that DJ Khaled has nothing to do with what's going on over there. It's big. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than Drake. It's bigger than any Adam Sandler. It's big. Bigger than Jerry Seinfeld. Like it, 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 these people, these American entertainers or these Jewish entertainers in America. They don't got no effect on what's going on over there. Yeah. And some of these uh, conflicts, like, we've been in the dark about a lot of them. And it's like, it's a song that, uh, it's a song that uh, Andre 3000 made a long time ago called B.O.B. You remember it? Mm-hmm. Bombs Over Baghdad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he turned, like, I guess a conflict into, like, a hit song. Mm-hmm. Bombs Over Baghdad. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Andre 3000. <laughs> but I, I just, we have to understand that the people that are affected by something the most are in some way have a relation to it. So back in Vietnam, right, when soldiers were getting their legs blown off, then they're dying and coming back with missing limbs and they came back with PTSD from the war. 
Like, do you think Russia gave a fuck about us? Like, I don't, I don't remember Russia saying the war in the war in in uh, Vietnam needs to stop. We cannot have these Americans being blown up. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and and I'm just keeping it real because. <clears throat> Back then, I think there was an unspoken thing where people understood that you can't care about everything. Mm-hmm. You simply cannot. We've been through a lot of shit, you know, uh, from that. You know, there's a lot of veterans that, you know, were homeless and had heroin addictions and all kind of stuff. Do you think that other countries stepped in and said, oh, the, the Americans are on heroin. We need to stop them from doing drugs and we need to donate. Like, bro. We've created a very fake reaction to world events. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we got to the global warming. We got to do this or that. Like, OK, these things are important. But at the same time, like, I don't even think people understand like fully. I don't think they f- they fully comprehend like what global warming is. Mm-hmm. It's like a person that used the word narcissist and they don't really even know what the proper diction is. Mm-hmm. They just say it. My ex was a narcissist. Can you define narcissist, ma'am? I mean, like a person that's like mean and bad. It's like, huh. lady, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't be one of those people that just say shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, but it is true, though. I, I don't know why this this is kind of off topic. Um, But I guess some girl called in and mentioned something about global warming with Charlemagne recently. Mm-hmm. Some little girl. But she's being coached by her mom. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess he, as Charlemagne mentioned, the permafrost and stuff. But there is a chance there could be a fucking zombie virus. Mm-hmm. They call it the zombie virus. You guys could Google this. But basically, if the ice caps keep melting, there are some viruses that are still, they're dormant. They're trapped inside of the, Yeah, the they're trapped ice. inside the permafrost. But mm-hmm. if they fucking, if the, the ice caps, and the, if they keep melting, and then we might fuck around and catch, have a disease that we don't have, you know, mm-hmm. a response for. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit that's scary. Not mm-hmm. like the the whole, the, the the vid. I don't even want to say that word on here. But <laughs> the whole, you the know video. what. Huh? Said the video. Yeah, the, the whole, uh, uh, um, how do you say, uh, Maxine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all that, that whole thing. That's mm-hmm. not nearly as scary as what come out that goddamn permafrost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, man. I don't. I don't have much else on that. Yeah, I, I'll double check and make sure I didn't miss anything. But the reason why we brought it up is to not really go into detail about it. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay for you, Drake, uh, DJ Khaled, not to say nothing. It's okay for y'all to just focus on your music, focus on taking care of your family, right? Focus on raising your son. Um, yeah, and and that's that, that's. That's all you got to do for us. As long as you, yeah. you know, keep making music and doing what you love and taking care of your family and, you know, taking care of your loved ones and stuff like that. I mean, I don't I don't need Drake to be a politician. I don't need DJ Khaled to be mm. this global, um, you know, figure as far as politics and, you know, foreign uh, foreign policy and stuff like that. You know, they just it's OK to just be like just be a guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and um even when, like I mentioned, when some of the things were happening, you know, with Black America, and it was some, it was some white folks that was just like, like I care, but I just don't really know much, right? Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know much about this whole thing. Like I don't, I don't know of all the atrocities that have happened to Black people in America. That's when you just like, bro, I'm not mad at you for not knowing that. That's not your fault. 
You know what's like, crazy? This mm-hmm. this is the same conversation that happened um, when um, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole were silent when the whole George Floyd right. situation was happening. People were saying all these different things. Meanwhile, both of them was photographed on different marches and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, I don't know. We just have this strange infatuation with like the what the celebrity has to say. Yeah, it's know? an yeah, it's annoying. But mm-hmm. like like what I was saying though, I think what it is too is uh where it's like I don't understand the historical uh connection or context to everything that has happened to like black America or whatnot. And I think that even if somebody did their due diligence and they seen these atrocities, it would take them a while to comprehend what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. But like you mentioned, and I'll, I'll jump off of that, but you mentioned the Kendrick Lamar thing. I think nobody said it better than Schoolboy Q. After Nipsey got shot, people were like, yo, why, why hasn't he said anything? Why, why hasn't Schoolboy Q said anything about Nipsey's death? Right. And he responded, but he said, yo, I'm grieving in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like I'm grieving in real life. People expect you to grieve on fucking social media. Yeah. You don't understand, like, this is the sad part. Like, as a 38-year-old man, I know what life is like without a fucking smartphone. I lived enough life without a smartphone to know that when I get and I kneel down and pray, I'm actually praying. Some people just get on the phone and say prayers, and they didn't actually pray for you at all. They just said prayers. Mm-hmm. We We've literally... We've become so engulfed and swallowed by digital that we forgot how to be analog. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That is that that's a fucking problem. We really and it's weird. There are some people they call it social media, right? It's social media when people get on there and they like your posts and they write stuff and they crack jokes, and you can see that same person in the store and they will avoid you mm-hmm. because they've become socially weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I've had that happen a few times. I was like, hey, what's up? And they'll be like looking around, like walking. I'm like, what the fuck? And some people will be like, hey, was that? What, did I see you earlier at that place? And you'd be like. They message you, they message you afterwards. It's like, you fucking weirdo. I talk to people in real life. I don't have a social problem. Mm-hmm. The way you hear me on this podcast and how we interact, that's how I interact with regular people out in the real world. Yeah. That's and it's it's just a shame that mm-hmm. we forgot. Mm-hmm. We forgot how to process empathy. We forgot how to process conversations. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing because we don't know what what's going on in anybody's personal life. No, you know we don't know. Um, like you said, the type of connections you know DJ Khaled still has over yeah. there. Or, you know Drake has over there, or you know what his mom is is feeling, or what his mm-hmm. you know his other side of the family is feeling. So. You know, we don't. We just don't know. That's no. yeah. I don't know. We that we have this idea that you got a um, fucking answer for everything. Yeah, and that we we also live our lives on social media. Like yeah, that I think most people don't realize is that social media is curated to what we want to show the world. Mm. You know, we we live out of the twenty four hours of the day. You know, somebody might get a glimpse of something that's going on in our lives, maybe once or twice a week. You know, on and the no, the normal person ain't posting every day. You know, mm. so outside of that, like you know, a lot of people post on their stories daily. You know, just them working out and stuff like that. But just look at 
look at anybody's social media and and just look at like the content, right? Most people are just posting like the dope pictures that, you know, they might have had a photo shoot or something mm-hmm. like that on their story. They may post funny things or something like that. But you don't know where this person works. No. You don't know, you know, uh, you might see them in the gym, but you don't know what Planet Fitness they go to. Mm-hmm. It's like five or six around Bakersfield. They could be at any one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just you just don't, you know, you we, we never really stop to think that, like, people's social media is what they want us to see. 100%. Um, and that's for anybody's content. You know, as much as you think you know Kendrick Lamar or as much as you think you know J. Cole, they're only revealing to us what we don't even know what yeah. their kids look like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we, don't know, we don't even really see, we barely see their partners, you know, so or mm-hmm. their wives. So it's just like, as much as you think you know these people, like, they're only showing us what they want us to see. 100%. And, and, and I'll say this and we'll move on, but it's crazy how social media will have you thinking that you're a failure because you're comparing your life to someone who is only showing you what they want you to see. Yeah. See, they showed you st- them standing out in front of that car, but they didn't tell you it was rented. Yeah. They showed you standing out in front of that. They were standing out in front of that nice house, but they didn't tell you that that was their brother-in-law's house. Yeah, you know, we, 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 you know, we've talked to some some guys with, you know, nice things and stuff like that. And you start to to peel back the layers and realize like, oh, you know, you start mm-hmm. to ask questions like, oh, OK. Like, mm-hmm. so you only did this for for the clicks or for the social mm-hmm. media, you know, and it's like ain't nothing wrong with it. But it's just like. It just makes us realize like how invested we are into the story, right? And that is just like you said, they're kind of curating these cars and watches and and jewelry and stuff to what they want or what they want to show us. I think it's much better to be the guy, be the guy that has um, the things and the wealth or whatever you have, and not have it on social media, mm-hmm. because when somebody sees you out in public and you really living like that, it hits way different. Yeah way different if you if all of a sudden you see me i'm in la um i got this you know maybe i'm with me i like classic cars you might see me in maybe an old charger or something like that mm-hmm. and i'm just rolling down with pitch black windows mm-hmm. and he's like holy shit that's eddie mm-hmm. you thought i was just this this guy that couldn't afford that mm-hmm. right yeah that's facts yeah all right let's go ahead and move on switching gears Jada Pinkett. All right. Well, we got to talk about this. We we really didn't want to, but you gave us no choice, Jada. You kept <laughs> talking. Yeah, we tried to put it off for like a couple months now. You know, she said a couple things. We 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 took it off the docket, but not today. Maybe like it just and it's unsolicited information that nobody asked for. Mm-hmm. Like no, it like the world will be society will just be moving along just fine. And all of a sudden, Jada be like, Tupac love anal. He's uh-huh. like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> nobody loved, like, nobody asked you for anything. Yeah. But, but like, to, to narrow down what happened recently, Jada Pinkett just had a bunch of these revelations. Like, she talked about she was shocked uh, that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock um, because she thought it was a skit. Um, mm-hmm. She also was shocked that Will Smith referred uh, uh, to her as his wife because he hadn't said it a long time. She also mentioned that they had been separated for seven years, but not legally divorced. She also said that Chris Rock tried to get at her when he found out that they was having issues in their marriage. She also 
Let's <laughs> talk about Chris Rock. Try to slide them DMs. Chris Rock is like, I would love some pussy oh if I could, <laughs> Jada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they spinning, nigga. They spinning. <laughs> Jada got that ball pussy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but she is she also. Does a carpet match the drapes? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's crazy. When the comedians be doing they Chris Little Rock hands, the fingers, that must yeah. be comedy. I had to ask Jada for her birth certificate <laughs> because she had an eighteen-year-old vagina. It was bald. <laughs> no, nah, man. Um, she also talked about Tupac proposing to her mm-hmm. um, she also talked about Tupac having alopecia but he was too embarrassed for people to know this mm-hmm. and it's just like I mean I know that's you- what I was saying back in the day where you were saying like um, it might have been a little bit I of didn't both. say it somebody mentioned he got knocked upside the head and that's so he had two knots and he had bald spots right there yeah 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 so it might have been a mixture of both. Who yeah, knows? yeah either or all I know is is this is all unsolicited shit that she that she's done um, and she's she an alopecia st- advocate. Yeah, like shut up. Okay. Like there's so many people that have that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about her too is this is how you know it's bad. Jada has done so much that even women then turned on her. They said, "Oh, we can't support this." Yeah, we can't support this. And and I'll say this too. I don't feel I I felt bad for Will, but then again I didn't. It, it's complete emasculation. But I think whenever you're disrespected by your partner, right? Um. Initially, it's their fault. They shouldn't be disrespecting you. But when you don't check that shit, now you become a willful participant in your own emasculation. As a man, when women di- women can only love a man as much as they respect him. When you allow women to disrespect you, they despise you because they like, look at this sorry motherfucker. Let me walk all over him. I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> That's how women are process it. And I, this sounds terrible, but what I'm about to say, but I was telling Keith this earlier. Jada is, is so toxic and dysfunctional. She seems like the type of woman that needs to be with a man that tell her to shut the fuck up and call her a bitch. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not even laughing. I'm serious. There are some women out there that are like, they only respond to a disrespectful man that is literally demeaning them. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've seen people out. In, I've seen couples out in public. Like, bitch, you always getting in my nerves. Shut the fuck up, bitch. I'm trying to do this. Shut up. And they're like, all right, all right. Okay, I'll be quiet. And it's like, damn, she really responded to being called a bitch and being told to shut the fuck up. And and that's the sad thing about it. And I think that whenever a woman is receptive to that type of energy and disrespect, you can never be with women like that if you are a gentle man. Never be a gentleman to a woman that's not gentle. Mm-hmm. That's where men fuck up. Don't do it. Once you've noticed that she is not receptive to respect, she's not receptive to being kind, she's not receptive to speaking in private about matters. Whenever a woman is even publicly a, like accosting you, like you could be around family and she says something that's disparaging about you, you got to stop her right there and pull her to the side and say, hey, look. Maybe you didn't mean it, but I want to let you know that you you just don't do that again, okay? Mm-hmm. If you don't check that shit, she going to keep fucking doing it, period. Some people, 
Some people, because and uh, I forgot who mentioned this, but it's the truth. It said that women understand that men are too big and physical and, and, and imposing. So they cannot beat a man physically. But mentally, they can fuck you up. Women own real estate in men's minds when a man is not mentally strong enough. Mm-hmm. They will fuck him up. Why do you think strip clubs are so popular? Men will go work hard all week, do overtime, go into the strip club, and then a uh, little, little, uh, what's her stage name? Powder Puff to the stage. Hmm. Fucking Powder Puff goes in. Powder Puff walks off stage and she's, you know, she fucking is all, has this little sensual voice and she's like, how was your day at work? How are things going? She knows you're mentally weak. Hmm. And in fucking 30 minutes, she spent $700 now. Women Some have, of them be giving it up. Huh? Some of them be giving it up. Oh, I would have taken about it. If you spend seven, eight, you might you might get something out of there. Might get some waterfalls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go, go chasing waterfalls. Listen to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. That'll be $800 for sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that clicked in my mind when I said that. <laughs> oh man, you see, you remember the video to that TLC song? Mm-hmm. When the dude had AIDS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, his health is fading and he doesn't know why. Like songs actually had messages back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's songs really. The only people that really have messages in songs is uh, some rap artists and country singers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, country singers be having full-fledged stories. Yeah. Came home from work, <laughs> and my truck didn't start. <laughs> I had to call my grandpa down and get my truck started up. <laughs> I went on home. I thought I was alone. <laughs> but my whore wife was sleeping with my neighbor. <laughs> I had to kill the whore. You be like, damn, <laughs> is this a true story? <laughs> This dude needs to be arrested. What the <laughs> fuck is he doing? Yeah, that's real. Yeah, why are you why are you doing a song with fucking uh, <laughs> why are you doing a song? With what's dude's name? Wallen? Uh, Morgan Wallen. Yeah, you got a song with Morgan Wallen, bro. Yeah. You need to. They need to get you on a RICO charge. Or <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I think that um, when a man is mentally weak and he doesn't and he doesn't check the situation. And, and he just leaves it. Like, I feel like I can't feel empathy that much for Will because he became a willful participant in his own demise. And and also, why are you not divorced? You you decided, you said in 2017, we decided to separate but not divorce. Why yeah, not? I don't get that. The only thing I could think of, and mind you, I know nothing. The only thing I can think of is that Will Smith did this shit to protect his fucking image. And I think if that's the case, then that's abuse towards Jada. Because you making her stay in a relationship she don't want to fucking be in. She ain't liked you in years. She probably ain't gave him pussy in years. And then to make it worse, Jada's such a piece of shit, she fucked her son's friend. So imagine... Your friend is fucking your mom and everybody knows it? That's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't I mean I I, I don't think Will is holding anybody hostage. To I mean, get, if to he's get, not then what why the fuck are they still legally married and I don't what understand. What I'm saying it. is it's both of them that are 
they're together in this arrangement or whatever they call it yeah. because of both of their decisions. You know, it's not just Jada Pinkett doing anything. It's not just Will Smith. This is something that they think in their mind is okay. But oh the thing God. that the thing that I don't understand is, is like I don't get it because like I don't. It doesn't seem like a spiritual thing. It doesn't no. seem like a Christian thing where you know where you know uh, divorce is kind of looked looked negatively looked at negatively. It just seems like. I don't know. I, I really don't know the reason. But if you're going to uh, adultery is when somebody is married, married, steps mm-hmm. out on on their partner and you're committing adultery. Um, and that's looked at even if, it, if we're thinking about it in terms of like uh, like Christianity or, you know, the Christian faith or whatever the case may be. That's actually grounds for divorce, you know, and we know how. um you know, that's I think that's an even in the Ten Commandments. So I just don't understand like what the reasoning is behind like legally staying married, but also like living separate lives. I, I like that literally doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. But I just think that my stance on it is like, you know, I don't I don't really have a um I'm not really gonna point the finger at who should uh who's whose fault it is or who um who's uh who should take onus or whatever the case may be i just think that i know what it looks like when two people shouldn't be in a relationship and this is coming from like you know family members that i know and even you know what my parents relationship kind of looks like um when i when you think about will smith he has a you know a famous story where he talks about throwing jada pink at a party um and how he pulled out all the stops. He created this documentary. He had like, I don't think it was like Mary J. Blige there singing. Um, he had all her friends, a family, every the whole nine. It was like a three day event. Everybody was there, and she ended up like hating it. She didn't like the party at all. She thought it was just too much. She she much rather have you know, wanted something small and quaint. And I think she just didn't show up to the last day. And, you know, they got into a big old argument, I believe. And, um, you know, Will was mad and she was mad. And it was just, a you know, the whole thing. What happened was Will Smith kind of blamed himself. Like he, he kind of came to this conclusion that he was, um, he was full of himself. Like he did that in order to, uh, you know, he's 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 a showman, he's an entertainer, so he did that as a uh, as you know, uh, kind of like exemplifying who he really was, a person that just kind of goes above and beyond, and he made it about himself. You know, he wasn't really thinking about Jada Pinkett. Um, so, in, to my my interpretation was that Will Smith kind of blamed himself, like, yeah, I did do too much in that situation, and I probably should have listened to what she was saying, but. The way I think about it is like if you do something extremely extravagant for somebody and they don't appreciate it and they kind of make you feel bad for actually doing it, I think that says more about the person that that's receiving the gift than it says about the person that's putting on the show. Because yeah. when it comes to um when it comes to like love languages, we always talk about love languages and you know, acts of kindness and affection or, or touch, physical touch and all these different things, we got to understand that um, love languages is uh, is a conversation about how a person um, displays their love. 
So for Will Smith, he probably displays his love through, you know, acts of kindness or gifts or, you know, um, you know, uh, services or whatever the case may be. And for a person that is in a relationship with him, they have to understand that that's how he expresses his love. Right. And for you to kind of like um, kind of demean, like uh, kind of shut that down or like, you know, um, like kill his vibe in a sense in that in that situation. I think that says more more about Jada Pinkett. So the way I look at it is like, you know, even for um, I think about it as like a little kid. Right. You know, anybody that got kids out there or young nieces or nephews or even grandkids or whatever the case may be, you know, during school, during Valentine's Day, during Father's Day, during Mother's Day. We always I mean, the kids in school would always make the little cars or, you know, Mm -hmm. they would always uh, try to make dad like a little uh, a little Father's Day meal or something. They may wake up and, you know, make some eggs, but it might be some it might still be some shells in the uh, the eggs or you might they might have burned the toast or whatever. The food might not be that great. But as a father figure, you're going to eat the food and act like it's the best food ever, you know. And I think that that's kind of the the type of energy that, you know, I would assume that somebody that loves a husband would would have, you know, for their husband. And then maybe later on, you know, they can have a conversation about it like, hey, this yeah. year, you know, I know you went all out last year, but this year I would just like something small. I would like something that, you know, just the, the immediate family. We no, nah, you don't get to do that. Don't yeah. don't give me anything. Don't don't tell me what you want for your birthday. If you know, like as your man. If I love you and I do something for you, accept the gift. That's what a gift is. It's not. It's no longer a gift when you get to put your input in on it. Not to mention, I'll put this in layman's terms. When women don't love you, there's nothing you can do to make them happy. They want out. So the only thing you could do for Jada Pinkett instead of that birthday party is dig up Tupac and give her some thug life dick. Besides that, ain't nothing else she could do. Uh-huh. I almost feel like Will Smith is like a fucking masochist or something because... He must. It must be some weird role play they got the, with the way that she abuses this guy and he sticks around. I don't understand what. Why? What do you fucking have to gain from that? I don't. I don't get it, dude. Um, and to say that he made it all about him, and also too, you could tell if a person is not happy for you because Will Smith in the nineties was bigger than just about anybody. Like like Will Smith during Fresh Prince and even. Post Fresh Prince, Will was massive. <clears throat> Flat Top Will Smith was massive. And when he threw that party and he had all them people there, it just reminded her of what she wasn't. You also, you got to remember that Jada Pinkett is also a creative. She's an actress and all of those things, but she couldn't hold the candle to Will Smith. So when you are in a relationship, and I think she is jealous, I'm be honest. If you are in a relationship with somebody you're jealous of, you really don't love them. Bro, imagine this. Imagine I'm an actor and I'm, I met this girl and she's an actress, right? And we're both struggling actors. And her career goes fucking berserk. I'm talking about she's on all these different movies and everything. If I'm still trying to get a role in a film and I'm not making money, I'm going to be so fucking happy for my girlfriend. I will read her lines back to her. We could, whatever the case, I will support her in <laughs> any way that I can. But Jada Pinkett just sounds like she wants Tupac's cock. She does <laughs> not sound like she wants to be a wife. This is disgusting. <laughs> and and it, I'm tired of fucking hearing it. And it's it's and it keeps happening. But the thing about it, the only reason why we had to mention it too, because now there is just so many new elements of it. Mm-hmm. 
the 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 revelation of Tupac having alopecia. Not to mention, like this man is dead. He can't speak for himself. You might want to tread lightly on bringing up Tupac all the fucking time. Next, the, the next thing she's gonna do is she gonna start talking about the, the sex. It's gonna be the next thing she talks about. Like, oh, you know, the biggest difference between Will and my and and Tupac is because Tupac was a very dominant man in the bedroom, oh, and he really took me to the next level. <laughs> and it, and it's like <clears throat> the thing that I don't like is that um, there's no consistency in the narrative. Right when the movie came out. Um, Jada Pinkett had said something along the lines of, you know, I didn't like the movie and me and Tupac never had a romantic relationship. And then now she's saying that he proposed to her while he was in prison. And, I, you know, I don't know how. And know. then she proceeds to call him a friend. Anybody that, that tries to that, to propose to you is not a friend. Yeah. There was some pussy given up at some point. <sighs> like, uh. stop the bu- stop the cap. Just stop the cap. Stop calling that man a friend. That was your man. At one point, Tupac was your man. At one point, and you say he's just a friend, girl. I can be your. I bet fantasy. you. I wonder if uh, Tupac made that song about uh, Jada. <laughs> wonder why they call you bitch. I bet you. <laughs> wonder why they call you bitch. Wonder why they call you bitch. I bet you. <laughs> she said if she was married to Tupac, Tupac would have left her. Did you get? Do you hear that? Wait, say that again. She said if she if she actually did like uh accept the proposal from Tupac and they got married, Tupac would have left her. Why He's like, he would have left me, girl. He would have left me. I'm just like, what? Like he just like he would have got tired of her? Or what? I don't know. I don't know what she was implying. All I know is is I think that I think that she I think that the normalcy or the 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 the, the normal behavior in her life in a relationship was like toxic shit. What people need to understand is that when men and women come from toxic backgrounds and relationships, it ain't ain't no changing that. Toxic people will meet functional people and fuck them up. They will run you up and down a roller coaster. This is why if you know that you are a mentally healthy and loving person and you have a decent heart and you are and you reciprocate energy. When you're that type of person and you meet this girl and you like, you know, she came from a toxic relationship or whatever, but she's she's a really fun girl. She's really nice. And I want to give her a chance. Fuck that. Don't well, do it. Only thing I would say is, man, you know, we, we can put point the finger at whoever, but just on the outside looking in and from a general public standpoint, it looks like Jada Pinkett is ruining our you know, a person we really admire, you know, an entertain an entertainer that we really admire. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll have a place in that though. That's I know. That's you yeah. know, that's your opinion. But what I'm saying from yeah. the general standpoint, it looks like Jada Pinkett is ruining Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But I think that um the to kind of summarize this whole relationship, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock for you know, saying something about an alopecia G.I. Jane joke about uh, Jada Pinkett, you know, keep my wife's name out, out out your mouth, right? And all she does, she don't say nothing for like three, four months mm-hmm. or however, I don't remember how, it was like last year. I was uh, shocked. All she says is that we ain't called each other husband and wife in seven years. This man dang near lost, this man lost out 
on being a member of the Academy Awards for slapping somebody for saying disrespectful stuff about his wife, his legal wife, and all she has to say, you know, however many months later, is that we ain't called each other husband and wife in so long. And that was the most shocking part about the whole that's situation. That's who she is, though. That I mean, is crazy. That's who she is. When somebody show you, shows you who they are, believe them, bro. Yeah. That's, that's to me, bro, <clears throat> like, we, we seeing this from the outside. And we like, oh, she's ruining Will Smith. But we not inside that house. We're like it's it's all kind of abuse. Jada Pinkett, she looked like the type of girl that will go have sex and then record it and then send it in a, a, a send it in a text message to Will. <laughs> That's wild. Like she seemed like that type of person. <laughs> That's what I like. She seemed like she got like a, a like some type of secret OnlyFans account or something like that. I don't know what's up with Jada, bro. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is this shit is not over. I I mark my words because we have purposely ignored it. I think we've done a great job of ignoring conversations with Jada Jada uh, Jada Pinkett, um, and we barely had to acknowledge it now, just because this has been besides the fucking war in Palestine and and no, Israel. Was, this is like the second thing. It was a wild thing where like Will Smith had posted something. He had posted something like a happy birthday or something like that. And then Jada Pinkett on the same day posted Tupac and her rapping Will Smith song. Oh my God. It just be some wild, it'd be some wild stuff, dog. I I just don't, I can't really wrap my mind around it, but I hope that my hope for both of them is that they get an actual divorce. Then they get the fuck on. Like the legal divorce, go file the paperwork, you know, get, um, I don't know what the the uh, severance packages is gonna look like, but just file for a divorce and mm-hmm. just move on with your life, man. Because I don't know. Will and it was sad as Will doesn't even acknowledge it, right? Like they'll be like, "So Will, she mentioned that she had much better sex with Tupac. Is there anything you would like to say about that? I mean, um, you know, it's it's before me. It's not much I can do about that." Um, but you know, I got a great movie coming out right now, y'all. You really like this one, like it's it's the old movie where I'm fighting zombies, right? <laughs> and like the zombies are trying to kill me, but because I'm the last man on the planet, I have to take my German Shepherd and we have to fight. And it's it's a it's a great it's I am Legend too. Like literally, you know, there's a I am Legend two coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. I seen they had like a little. Bit. That's gonna be dope. Yeah, I heard Jada's gonna be one of the zombies in this one. That's crazy. She's gonna be running like ah, Tupac. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like one of them too. That's crazy. One of the zombies gonna have alopecia. <laughs> With a thug life tattoo I across his chest. <laughs> yeah, you, could, oh, you know what's crazy? Will Smith is going to pay one of the CGI guys to put like a CGI Tupac with a thug life zombie on he it. He's going to kill that He's going to be the first one he's going to kill. <laughs> oh, man. That was oh, crazy. crazy, man. All right, shout out to Tupac, man. Rest in peace, Pac. Yeah, I think you know. You know what? Hold on. Before we move on, and we're gonna we're gonna move on from this, folks. I'm sorry. I know we've been talking about this for a while. This whole little rollout is way too convenient. They just found Tupac's killer, and here comes Jada Jada Pinky with a fucking with her book rollout. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these things are connected. That little new series of two who shot Tupac and 
finding Tupac's fucking murderer or mm-hmm. his, you know, one of the guys involved in his death. Mm-hmm. And then now her coming out with these new Tupac revelations. I just feel like it's all too convenient. Yeah. This is too convenient, man. That's very interesting. Yeah, let, let's let's let Tupac rest. I yeah. know too, if you if we keep talking about Tupac, it's gonna be like that movie Candyman, where you look in the mirror and you say Candyman like four times, and then this is big black guy with a hook on his hand is like Caroline. <laughs> now it's gonna be Tupac like, why y'all niggas keep talking about me? <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it I think it's going I, I think we haven't heard the last of this uh Tupac situation. How do you want it? I think that the dude uh Keefy D, I think he gonna start he gonna start singing whenever um you know he get on trial. Oh yeah. yeah. He's gonna say something. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. So um they gonna have Jada as a witness up there. So Jada, um what do you take away from uh Tupac's murder? Was there any type of uh, poems or things he wrote to you prior to him dying. He's like, yes, actually in the song, How Do You Want It? He was talking about me. Hmm. Um, that's the last time we had an encounter with each <laughs> other. <laughs> and um, She had an entanglement with Tupac. And it, it briefly mentions like the doggy style part. <laughs> and, and, that, and that is the last thing that we actually had uh, prior to him being shot, Your Honor. <laughs> Like, uh, how is this? Uh, uh, how is this information uh, pertinent information to the <laughs> the crime? Like, well, there's a connection there. I have a book that just got released. <laughs> Order in the court. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move free on. Free will, man. Huh? I said free will. That's a well, bro. <laughs> what? You said free willy? Oh god! That's a well, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Some of these people that listen, they might not be old enough to remember that movie. Free Willy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Hey, ladies, hey, man, you guys, you guys, are, you ain't doing so great this week, man. Ladies, you got you to gotta step it up. Hot Girls is losing. Yeah, the Hot Girls is down, man. <laughs> you got two stories. We'll kind of intertwine them. There's a woman that went on a date and ate 48 fucking oysters, which is a wild story. And there's another woman that was going on a date with a man but when he pulled up to the Cheesecake Factory, she didn't even get out of the car because she felt she was too good to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. Let's talk about the, the 48 Oysters girl. She mentioned on the TikTok, she said, you know what? Like, he been in my DMs and I haven't been replying to him. He been basically talking to himself in my DMs, trying to get me to take him out. But you know what? He offered me drinks, so why not? And they went to this this place that's, like I, don't, I think it was in Atlanta. I could be wrong. But it's known for its... Uh, oysters, I guess, some really good oysters. And as she's on a date with this guy, she orders the food and she's just slurping up oysters, putting hot sauce all over them. You can hear her slurping, mm-hmm. slurping, slurping. And and she did it to get a free meal. And he she probably was thinking the head gonna be crazy. Not, she's slurping up them oysters. Uh, well, the thing is crazy. Somebody made a good point. They said, I don't see how she ate 48 oysters when I can only eat like six. Mm-hmm. Like, 48 oysters is enough for me, Keith, and a couple family members. Yeah. She ate 48 oysters at once. I know. I don't even want to know what her bowels look like. <laughs> She's probably shitting out the fucking oceans coming out of there. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, my God. She's got coral coming out of her fucking ass. <laughs> but it's it was basically she kept, she was doing that and slurping it up and eating, and the guy dismissed himself and went to the restroom, and he ended up skipping out on that bill. He didn't pay for it. 
Mm. Yeah, and I wouldn't pay for it either. But th- this is where men got to do better. Don't all of a sudden try to find a backbone when you got this girl on this date. You should have never been out with her nowhere. This is the same woman that didn't reply to your messages. Mm-hmm. Don't ever, ever be with a woman that has not reciprocated the same interest in you. Mm-hmm. That's where men fuck up. Like, you you got to let women... Women need to prove stuff to men, meaning you need to prove to me that I'm as an interest I'm you are as interested in me as I am in you Mm -hmm. that's it that's all you got to prove to me but I feel like that's a fair ask I shouldn't pursue 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 chase 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 you got me fucked up Mm -hmm. ain't enough time in the day we're all adults here if I show you that I have interest in you and you don't reciprocate that I respect that I respect that. God bless you. You have a great day, ma'am. There ain't nothing else for us to talk about. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. But, like, don't be the guy that keeps on initiating, 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 and then she finally gets weak enough to go on a date with you. By the time you get her out, she has no respect for you. This woman slurped up 48 oysters and was slurping loud. Yeah. Right? And it was obviously not in a sexual way. She sounded like one of those fucking... What was, what was the Christmas gifts back in the day with the the hungry hippo? That's what she sounded like. <laughs> so it's like, dude, that ain't that ain't it, man. I, I just think that, like you said, I, I think that um, you just got to be mindful of where you put your energy into. And I get it. I mean, you know, I wouldn't. I'm in a relationship now, so I, I'm not speaking about like currently, but like in terms of like just the that used to be me, the guy that was a little bit desperate. You know, that was like, you know, I don't know if I've hit somebody up that consistently but you know i definitely been a person that has like you know sent multiple messages and not gotten a response as as a younger a younger version of myself but i just think that um like you said you got to take the hint and you got to realize like on the other end of that it's it's a person that is seeing that desperate person and they're seeing uh you know they're seeing all those messages they may not be opening them but they seeing all them DMs that pop up, you know, the notifications. Or they may have you muted and they just scrolling through their messages and they see, you know, the bold letters of, you know, the hey or what you doing or whatever the case may be. But what probably, you know, happened is on a night where the niggas, the three or four niggas that she actually like or that she actually like communicating with. They took with, a break from her. Yeah, they wasn't messing with her. They, you know, they, they, you know, they might have gotten a relationship themselves or whatever the case may be. And then she was like, let me see what this dude doing. And then, oh, he wanted to take me on a date. I'm a little bit hungry anyway, so I give him the time of day. And then she went out and she took advantage of the situation and ate 48 oysters. I think think that um, just the type of woman that would use a man in that way is not okay. Yeah. I think they're both wrong. I think he's wrong because he went out on a date expecting, uh, you know, a woman's company. Like, the thing about it, bro, is... When a woman is lukewarm on you or cold, don't take her out anywhere. That should be the rule. And I'm not saying women should be sprung on you. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, but she needs to have enthusiasm. Be around women who have enthusiasm around you. Mm-hmm. When you take them out, they don't mind being with you. Like, you don't got to go to a fucking five-star restaurant on the first date. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Uh-uh. That's, I feel like going, taking a woman on a first date to a five-star restaurant is not a proper representation of my finances. Mm-hmm. It's not. 
Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Like, and, and I do all right, but I'm not taking no. The only way I'm going to some upscale restaurant is if you're my lady because you're worth the money. If I'm with you and I chose you, then you are worth it. And I will make sure that I treat you the way you deserve to be treated. Yeah. Okay. But if I'm just getting to know you. Yeah, in the courting phase. Yeah. We yeah. haven't built any real like freaking like rapport. So yeah. no, I, I'm not. And also when women want to be taken to these places and they say like, I want to go to this restaurant and it's at least 800 to a thousand to get in. What world do you live? What world do you live in where a man is making that money legally for one, right? <laughs> the way they can spend that money on you, and also, what what's the, there's there's no long term, um, there's no long term investment from yourself. <laughs> if you're looking, if you're referencing a man's finances, then what are you trying to do? Because as soon as he's not making that money, you're going to be gone. <laughs> It's, we live in a weird time, man. We've allowed we've allowed too many people with large platforms to brainwash. And I'll say this. I, I think that men have had some really shitty, um, I, like as far as male artists, they have a lot of very shitty um, lyrics and things they say to influence the culture, like mm-hmm. Future with the whole drugs and Molly and all of this shit. Mm-hmm. But these women now, oh, Lord Jesus. These women are making regular women delusional as fuck. Mm-hmm. They thinking that you should get them. What was this whole Birkin bag thing going on for a while? Mm-hmm. Had, like these are not real expectations. These women have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like the whole uh, the, the the Megan the Stallions of the world and the what's the the other ones was the JT and all these the other city girls. Like this shit is not real life. Mm-hmm. People have regular jobs, ladies. If you want a drug dealer, find him. Yeah, these are these are like you know rap artists talking about other rappers. You know they talking about the Drakes and the Young Thugs of the world yeah. that can you know afford all of these things. Like the average person cannot afford these these fancy restaurants and stuff like that. So I don't. I, I think I think the dude, like I said, the dude he did he did a little bit too much. I think she was it was just od. She she throwing hot sauce all on the oysters. It's so fucking it's like, trash. It's like real ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> Some real ghetto energy. To knock back forty eight oysters is crazy. I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But I I just think that um you know when it comes to you know picking a restaurant and like you said in, in the courting phase it's a thing where you know we are trying to you know not you don't necessarily mind spending the money but you also want to be very conscious of like overdoing it right, right. so as, as a man this is a courting phase we don't even know if we, we like each other yeah. I, I haven't even most of the time haven't even seen you in person yet you know what i mean it may be a thing where we might have met on social media we met on a dating mm-hmm. app and you know i've seen your pictures obviously and we've been texting a little bit but mm-hmm. you know i haven't even really seen you in person or like really talked to you on the phone so mm-hmm. you know it's a whole filling out process and you don't want to spend you know a thousand dollars or like you know like three four hundred dollars on you know on, on eating for two people only for you know me to not even like you so you know in those situations like the the most important thing is a conversation and I, I just think that people um you know like we said based off of these uh these female rappers and you know what they're preaching nowadays and this is a new thing like the the crazy part about it is the ones that are like preaching this stuff are actually women that are getting money 
So mm-hmm. I think a stronger message for them would be like, yo, I'm self, I'm independent. I get, you know, I get money on my own, but they rapping about taking advantage of other men. So that's, that's, right. the, that's the crazy part. What's crazy too is some of the, the, the lyrics, like, I don't know, man. It, it's weird how we allow like certain, you know, music and culture and stuff to infiltrate reality when that's not how reality works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not decent in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, we got to do better. That that's 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 not it. And this is not a this is not a um, a shot at the at just women in general. This is a isolated situation. But I'm sure there's some women that are delusional like this or disrespectful. Another one was the this cheesecake factory lady. Um, her date picked her up, and they pulled up to the cheesecake factory, and. She says, look at me. Do I look like I want to go to the Cheesecake Factory? Like, I'm not doing that. And the dude said, okay, I understand. I'm going to go ahead and take you back home. And he was very respectful with how he responded. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, dog, that's wild. And and it's some women are wanting too much too soon. Mm-hmm. I could be doing too much for too little, first of all, which is not cool. Also, it's not a proper reflection of my finances to take you to a fucking five-star restaurant when I first met you. Um, Also, uh, I would be setting a false example of what I would be doing in the future. I think as men, a lot of men get caught up in like, do they like they they get up being a representative of themselves rather than being themselves. You know what I mean, Keith? Mm -hmm. Like they're they're trying to be the guy that they think you want them to be in order to get your okay so we can either get some pussy or get in a relationship. And that's not the way you should do it, man. Yeah. Be yourself from day one. Yeah. Right? If you just got some tacos and beer money, get her some tacos and beer. She should care more about being with you anywhere y'all at rather than worried about where the fuck you going to eat. Mm-hmm. For me, it's tacos and beer or uh, the, the restaurant BJ's or... Uh, P.F. Chang's or, mm-hmm. you know, Applebee's or Chili's. Like, that's, for me, even Red Robin. I've taken some chicks to Red Robin before on the first day. Yeah. And, and we and we vibed and had a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, people need to stop overthinking this shit. If you call me broke because I took you to Applebee's, well, I guess I'm broke. Go find somebody that's dumb enough to spend all that money on your ass because I'm not. Yeah. You lucky I didn't take you to Blaze Pizza. You got me fucked up. Uh, Blaze is solid, though. Shit, if you don't come back, I'll shit. I'll be like, hey, you finna eat your pizza? I'll take it back. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can build your own pizza. You like, can build your what own What more could you ask for? You want, the, you want thick, thicker crust or what? <laughs> My crust is thick, just like you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's real. I, the thing, Cheesecake Factory is a solid restaurant. It is. Like, you know, and it, this nigga Drake be rapping about Cheesecake Factory. You know what I mean? So I don't. I don't what, did, what did he say exactly? Um, I said, why you want to argue with me at cheat? Uh, something about that. You know, I let it go there. Say, uh, say I'm acting light skinned. I can't take you nowhere. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But there's a video with Tyra Banks. I and thought it was like, 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 a, like a little melody or something he had going. Mm-hmm. I want to eat you like some cheesecake. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Nigga Drake be saying, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I I just think that um, the the there I think women now, and I don't know what it looks. I I can't really generalize it, but I'm saying like these two particular women, um, and I guess women that are like similar are women that may agree with these women. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they're living in this like just crazy world where um they just they think everybody got it like that. No, they, you know, they like not. as far as like people that we know that um got like you know like real money, I only know like maybe a handful of people. You know that I can say like, damn, they yeah. they really out here getting it. They you know they whether they company making a million dollars or they got you know you know uh, they done touched a million dollars or they got a really. They house might be worth a million dollars. It's only a handful of those people that we know. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people in Bakersfield. So for it only be to for it only be for it only be for it only to be a handful of people, um, that means that y'all really limiting the the amount of uh, guys that y'all can really talk to. Yeah. And a lot of and half of them dudes is seventy five percent of them is in married or in relationships. So. Like you, you really like you really hurting your chances of really being happy out I, here. I will say this, and this is something that I really need women to to really hear me out. I think that most women think that men should qualify for them. I'm the prize. I'm the prize. You should qualify for me. Well, I hate to break it to you, ladies. The man that you want, the one that you think about in your mind, the one that you've made all these stories up about in your in your mind of what the perfect man is. You have to qualify for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just keeping it a hundred. You, you, it's gonna, it's getting to a place where you have you can't assume that every man has to qualify for you. I think that you also should have to qualify for each other. You should actually have to see, like, hey, um, he took me here, but he seems like everything is fine. If if okay, look, on a first date, if a motherfucker say, Let's go to Wiener Schnitzel. I don't know. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a that's a low ball. I think but, Chad Johnson took his girl but, to uh, but, McDonald's on the first date. But but just hear it out. See what it's about. You might end up going to Wiener Schnitzel and you have such a good time that you forgot that you eating hot dogs. Yeah. This dude this dude might make you laugh. I just don't know if people's objective is love anymore. I don't think people want love. I think they want attention. That's all it is. You think, just you just want to go to these five star restaurants so you can put it on Instagram. You don't really want to find love from a man. You need to check yourself because what's happening is is along the way people are being people are being infiltrated along the way of your journey of not knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. You gonna have every man thinking like, man, all these women want is your money, but there are some, there are still women out there that do want genuine love. But on the other end of that, there are men who have been used and have had their time wasted, and now you got a bunch of men and women that just are tired, and they expect the worst from each other, and it's but fucked up. I think that it depends, right? Like some people not looking for love. Some people is mm-hmm. taking somebody on a date so that on date number two or shortly after date number one they can knock they can knock her down or whatever the case may yeah. be. And date two or three, you know, that's usually um, sex range. Yeah. So I say that to say like if you a guy and we both we both know why we here. We yeah. know that we not trying to build no long term relationship. I'm just trying to build a rapport with you so I can you know, we could generate this friend with benefits type of situation. Um, and so if you in that situation, why would you even 
think about spending four hundred dollars on you know on a uh, on crazy. a date for something that you just y'all really not really kicking it like that. You just like Mm-mm. you know like you say you just trying to make sure I'm not no serial killer. I'm trying to make sure you cool. I'm trying to make sure the pictures look just like the Instagram or whatever the case may be. That's kind of really all. This is a filling out process. Like this is like spring training, basically. Man, I hit it with this. Like, yeah, girl, I am a serial killer. I love eating Captain Munch. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> she used to call me on my cell phone. No, no, no. Because Drake like a Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. She used to call me on my cheesecake. <laughs> Late night when you need <laughs> my cheese. <laughs> Call me on my cheesecake. <laughs> and I know when that cheesecake blinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That can only mean one thing. Remember he had that dance? Yeah. That little that dance little, he made up? Yeah. Like, that's like Drake. We, we about to get into Drake next, but. Highlight Bling was a smash. That was a fucking smash. Some people like, I'm tired of hearing that song. I'm like, bro, I love that song, bro. Yeah, that song was dope. Yeah, that was dope. All right, let's go ahead and move on, man. We've heard enough. Mm-hmm. We've get, we've heard enough about these very um, uh, evil women that exist around here. Mm-hmm. You ladies got to tighten up, all right? Yeah. Stop making things so hard for everybody, all right? Yeah. Now you tell your. I think fr- I, I will say I think that men should approach it just like how he did. Mm-hmm. You know, like all right, cool. Like you don't want to go to cheesecake, cool. You know, I saved my fifty dollars, sixty dollars, yeah. or however much I was gonna spend tonight. There's no need to make a scene and get mad and be yelling and shit. Don't mm-hmm. like it's even like. Even if you're out on a date and it's not going great, right? Let's say that she's done something that's kind of disrespectful, and you know you've you've already got the food. Just just call the waiter over and say, "Hey, um, here, I want to go ahead and pay for it." So go ahead and pay for it because you did ask her to go out with you. Go ahead and pay it, and then just leave her fucking ass sitting there. Yeah, and then after you leave, you go home, get you a bottle of lotion. Pull up Pornhub.com on your laptop and beat your meat. I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate, though, because I've been in that situation. <laughs> you go on a date and you're like, I should have just stayed home and beat my meat. I'd have saved fucking 90 bucks. <laughs> I was hoping you would beat my meat, but now I got to beat my own fucking meat. It cost me $90 to bust a nut today. What is a bad What is a bad date? Like, what is a, like, in your terms? Like- it's a bad date is a woman that is extremely distracted, um, is more engaged by what's going on on her phone, and, um, and you've been on like a date like that where she's been on a date. Phone. Yeah, I've been on a, I've been on a date where she was very, like, obviously not into me, and mm-hmm. I wasn't letting it bother me. I was just keeping the energy good and whatnot, and she was, in her mind, she probably thought she wasn't being like dismissive or disrespectful, but she was way too captivated by what was going on on her phone. Mm-hmm. And when a woman is that, when when if you ever see the silhouette of a woman's phone and it looks like the text message screen's open and she's smiling, she's texting another man. Why are you on a date? That's wild. So it's like I'm not gonna be the the clown that's on a date with you while you're smiling at somebody else mm-hmm. on the phone. So what's gonna happen is it somebody says something that had me busting up. They said if you're on a date, you pay for the date. And then she gets a doggy bag and she doesn't finish her food. She's going to take that food home to the dude that's fucking her. Dang. So you don't got He going to eat that cheesecake, huh? Yeah, he going to eat the cheesecake and pussy. Dang. He's getting cheesecake, pussy, and uh, whatever leftover potato wedges that she got. Dang. You know what I can't stand, though? And this is just off the, this is just off the whatever. I hate it when you take women out and they'll be a little on the thicker side. 
and which is fine. But then they act like I'm just not hungry at all. Like, you know, they eat like motherfucking. <laughs> they eat like a little small salad. Like I'm so full already, and it's yeah. like, girl, do you think you think I'm dumb? You think you got that thick by you not eating? Yeah. They just don't want to. They don't want to eat on the first day. They don't want to look bad. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. I just eat. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I actually, I think to me, it's kind of like a not like the four day oysters. That's fucking overboard. Mm-hmm. But like, if she, you know, you with a girl on a date and she ordered a burger and the fries and she fucking it up, I'm like, okay, cool. She like to eat. That's cool. <laughs> I'm not tripping on it. <laughs> I'm not judging you because you doing a human thing. You eating food. Who am I to judge? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, do your thing, girl. Yeah. Eat you some food. You know I've saying? been around some women that order a big ass burrito, and I'm like, "Ain't no way she gonna eat all that. Ain't she no eat fucking all. way." And they'd be like, "Ha! Oh, I was so hungry." Like, <laughs> God damn! <laughs> like you 120 pounds. What the Knocking fuck? It back, bro. Bro, it's some skinny. It's the skinny ones be the sneaky ones. Yeah. The ones that's kind of skinny, they be eating a lot of food. You know, it's a terrible date. Going to the movies. It is. It's it's just a setup for fucking. I think. I, well, <laughs> the the reason I think it is terrible is not like not for a first date. Like you know, a right, couple right, dates right. in, you could go to the movies. That's but true. Yeah. You yeah. just not. There's no room to talk. Like y'all just no. like you could talk afterwards or whatever the case may be. But yeah. you know, y'all, you know, and and for me, uh, I'm like a. You know, I'm not like I said, I'm in a relationship, but like for me, I'm I'm like a real movie guy. You know what I mean? I'm talking about themes and 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 frames and colors and all this other stuff. And then you you know, you could be talking to somebody that's just like, Oh, that was a cool movie. I liked it a lot. You know, you're just trying to have like a an in depth conversation about, you know, the characters and the, the what happens in the second act and stuff and you know, they just not giving you what you want. So yeah, Keith, a nerd out during a film, you're like, yeah. oh, right here they use the molecular energy. Right? <laughs> molecular energy. They <laughs> <laughs> use a fifty millimeter camera right here. <laughs> <laughs> right there is where they when they turn it, they use fiber optics. <laughs> fiber optics. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy! It's like that that part where they zoomed in, and they zoomed out on Brad Pitt's face. I love the cinematography. Right there. <laughs> oh man, yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Switching gears, we'll close it with this one. Uh, Drake recently Drake released his album for the dogs. Is that that's what it's called? Correct? For all the dogs. For all the dogs. Yeah. And I listened to that album front to back. I listened at least four times, and I will say, it was uh, four times. I li- huh. You listened to it four times? Yeah. Dang. But not like, I, I, I it wasn't like consistent. Like mm-hmm. I would skip, go back to a song I didn't know, but I, I would do, go through the playlist. I would go mm-hmm. forward or I would listen to so many songs because you only have the capacity to do so much. That's a long album too. It is a long album. Mm-hmm. But I listen multiple times to just find different songs I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, um, you know, art is subjective. So you don't want to get caught up saying, this is bad, this is good. But to mm-hmm. me, I wasn't crazy about it. That's what mm-hmm. I will say. Mm-hmm. Right. And and um, hopefully the album continues to grow on me. But I would like parallel this to that last album Kanye came out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but you know what I'm talking about. Donda, Donda, Donda. Like this is like right. Oh, this is. Wait, pe- you think it's on that level? Yeah, I think it is. Really? Yeah, I think it's- I thought Donda was fire. You thought Donda was fire? I didn't. Yeah, I, I thought, thought Donda. Donda I thought Donda was a decent project. It's the mm-hmm. best I would give Donda mm-hmm. is it was decent. Yeah. Um, But. 
Yeah, and ultimately, I just don't feel like anyone is above reproach. And what Drake got a little frustrated with podcaster and uh, ex-rapper uh, Joe Budden. Uh, Joe Budden has a very popular podcast and uh, has a hit song called Pump It Up from back in 2003. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Drake got really pissed off and he said some things about Joe Budden and I will pull that link up right now. All right, Drake fires back at Joe Budden after for all the dogs criticism, you have failed at music. In quote, Drake. Um and basically Joe Budden in in quote said he rapping for the children. Yo dog, I had to look up how old this nigga was <laughs> and I finished listening to the album. You 36. You, your birthday is in 20 days. I googled that too. You're going to be 37. Get the fuck away from those young ass niggas and stop fucking these 25 year old women. The podcaster continued. I want to hear adult Drake sounding Drake rapping for adult people. He's rapping for the kids, the streams and the accolades. He ain't trying to rap for me. I accept that. He says at Joe Budden. This is what uh, Drake said. You have failed at music. Drake began his lengthy message. You left it behind to do what you're doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure. What the fuck? What's up with this? God damn it. It's like, this is weird. These websites popping these pop-ups. Um, uh, for any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure. Give their opinion on this idea of, of a recipe for success. A quitter gave their opinion on how to achieve longevity. Uh, you switch careers because the, the things that pop in your brain had you broke living check to check. And the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your dusty and Nietzsche jeans to screw up their face to mood music. Let me move forward. He wrote some long, just fucking tangent. He said, please, any artist is doing what they feel is right. Don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the star wrote, this guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired and we never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We don't know... We don't know you for doing this. You withdrew from rap because you accomplished all you need to because it wasn't working for you. Jesus Christ. He kept going on. Jesus, I didn't know he wrote all this. Jesus. Fucking Drake. Mm. This last part really just was corny as fuck what Drake said, though. He said, if you need to put it in simpler terms, I own a 767. He owns a modest house in, in 973 and flies first class on special occasions. Drake, most people don't have a private jet, you fucking idiot. That, to me, is like, come on, bro. That was corny. That was corny. I got to call it out on that one. And I think that when you need to keep it to what Joe Budden said. And also, you you can't go toe-to-toe with a podcaster by writing a little quote on Instagram. You need to have a long-form conversation about this because Joe Budden is whooping your ass right now. And then Joe Budden at the very end said, this is all he said. What he said, he said, hold on. Oh, here it is in quote. You'll grow up sooner or later. Father time is undefeated. That's, that's what Joe Budden said. After all that long ass tangent you said. And then also Joe got paid money because he put shit behind a paywall. And he could talk about you for hours now. You will never win. What a lot of these musicians need to understand is that when they have a rebuttal to a podcaster, 
you are on his playground now. You're not going to beat this guy. Just take the criticism and move the fuck on. Yeah. I mean, you have the right to be upset. I get it. You're human. I We all are. But you are not above reproach, Drake. I think you might be frustrated because people are not receiving the album the way you assume they should be receiving it. Right? And you called him a failure at hip-hop? That's false. He has a hit record. Most artists and no genre have a hit record. Mm-hmm. Most artists and no genre have a hit record like Joe Budden did. Not to mention, he was actually a decent artist. He just didn't have, um, you know, he didn't have mainstream success like you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and but the thing about it is to compare your finances to someone else as if that's a metric for what's good or bad. That's fucking corny. I don't like that. Yeah, that that's a little that is a little much. That was fucking weak. Mm-hmm. That was weak. But I do feel like Drake does have the right to feel offended. But like truth be told, posting your little screenshot to his podcast and doing that, go on Joe Budden's podcast and talk to him. I'm like you don't have to, but you should. Nicki Minaj did it. She had a long-form conversation, a beautiful conversation. But the thing with Drake, Drake act like he probably acting like, oh, I don't listen to this. This is trash or this is this. Bro, stop trying to shortchange podcasts. Y'all need to cut that out too. Because it's funny and nobody talking about it. Drake, uh, Joe Budden and, and Million Dollars Worth of Game and all of them, they getting money that most rappers don't get, Drake, and you know that. They're getting money that most rappers don't get. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a fact. Drake is not above doing podcasts. He's done podcasts before. No. What I'm saying is the people that he has the most static with, he's never talked to them. Oh, never yeah, talked to Charlemagne. Never talked to Joe Budden once. Yeah. He's, he usually goes on cookie cutter fucking podcasts where he could kind of curate or control the conversation a little bit. You went on Bobby All Talk podcast and, and ended up taking that down. Mm-hmm. Just a waste of time. Like, I think ultimately, because he's a big artist, he wants to move a certain way. But shit, even Jay-Z was on the fucking Breakfast Club back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro, speak your piece. I mm-hmm. say I say personally, um, I guess he has some issue, uh, some, uh, I don't know if he has smoke with Elliot Wilson, but he ended up, didn't he talk to Elliot Wilson? Yeah, he'd been on Rap Radar a couple times. Yeah, he talked to him. Mm-hmm. So he talked to them, and they had a. Uh, it was a long ass interview. Yeah, it was super long, like two mm-hmm. over, like two hours. Yeah. So I was like, bro, you got to start chopping it up with these people because posting these little screenshots ain't doing shit. I think that I don't know if he needs to talk to Joe Budden. I think if he feels disrespected by Joe Budden, I don't think he needs to sit down with him. But I think that the thing, the thing that only, um, I think the thing that most Joe Budden podcast fans or listeners were saying, and you know what I kind of believe too, is that Joe Budden is a huge Drake fan. Yeah. He liked the last album, um, "Sorry, Never Mind." Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he actually said he he actually said this album was good. Um, he just said he you know he wanted a little bit more. He wanted you know him to to take a little bit more time with this project, which he, he felt like he didn't. Um, and he wishes that the material was a little bit more mature. And, um, but he said overall, he, he liked, he liked a lot of the songs. I think he, he liked the first, um, like the first half of the project. So my thing is like, when you have these, um, these, uh, it, it's the same thing that the Cardi B 
type of thing is you know Nicki Minaj does this a little bit too. Uh, these these rappers, um, they're 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 um, essentially they're not immune to like the negativity, right? So one thing that Joe Budden would always say is like, yo, if you don't want to post, you don't want to screenshot record every time I'm bigging you up, every time I'm saying like, yo, you're an amazing rapper, every time, like even in that podcast, they're actually having debates about like yeah. the greatest, his greatest songs and like, you know, going back and forth with different things. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, he says something that you don't ne- necessarily care about. Right. You know, then you then you go and, and you do this whole thing. So yeah, exactly. I, I, I just think that, it, you know, in those situations, it's like, the way I look at it, and I'm not in Drake's position, but, you know, if I'm in that situation, I think that what I try, what I would try to do is revert that negativity to a, posit- a positive place, right? So every time I see something negative and you want to, like, you know, do the, the, the Twitter fingers, you know, as yeah. he famously created, right? I would take that and post, like, the pot, like, a positive review like you know we ha- you got fans that love you dearly that's like waiting in line outside of the you know outside of the staple center to get into your show and like buying multiple tickets to go to all your shows and at the barclays or at madison square garden and you know you're not showing any of them any attention right but anytime excuse me somebody says something negative y'all jumping down these you know these people's throats so I just think that, you know, I think we need to spend a lot more time focusing on the people that actually care um, for our music and care about, you know, or, or care about the content you're creating and not, you know, putting so much energy into the negativity. But then, like, you know, like when Joe Budden says something positive, like, yo, say thank you or whatever. But, you That's know, it doesn't happens, have to though. be, a, you know, it doesn't have to be a thing where, you know, anytime but even a fan of yours says something that they don't necessarily agree with. Um, and like you said, and no artist, no football player, no basketball player is above above reproach. No, I think if anybody even had like something to say about our podcast, where you know they'd be like, "Man, they they kind of falling off a little bit," or whatever the case may be. And I can hear like the fan in their voice, like I can hear them saying, "Like I love them, but they not living up to my expectations." Or I went to this mm-hmm. live show and it wasn't as crazy as I, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. That's something where you could look at and be like, dang, like this person really rock with me. Just give me an opportunity. But they, to yeah, like really listen to them and, and see what they're saying. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, it, it ain't like, I don't think, I don't think Joe Budden is a hater. I just think nah. that he, he uh, really says, you know, how he feels about these situations. And he knows he has reach. So I'm sure he know he knew that that conversation would get to Drake. But, um, but he's still like, he, he still remains like, he's still able to like separate him as a human being versus him as a content creator. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I think it was, I still think it was real short-sighted and ignorant to, you know, reduce or be reductive of someone's finances and try to play them like I own a jet and you, you ride a first class occasionally. Like you're making statements like you really know Joe Budden or you heard something about Joe Budden for you to say things like this. Yeah. Right. So you're paying more attention. to See, you're telling on yourself. This is what people don't realize. You're telling on yourself and, and you're telling on yourself because you you have been following what he's been saying over X amount of years. A lot of the biggest lie a lot of athletes and musicians tell 
is yeah, you know, I don't really follow the blogs. I don't listen to this news. I just make my music or I just play I just play football. I don't worry about what these people got to say. They hear everything. Media is everywhere. It is inescapable. If somebody said Eddie is a fucking moron, I would hear it. I guarantee you Keith would be like, you hear him calling you stupid? Like, it's going to be somewhere that yeah. shit's going to pop up. Yeah, your friends will send it to you. Yeah, they're going to send it to you. Yeah. You think LeBron James doesn't know about his fucking hairline? Mm-hmm. You think he doesn't know people are laughing at his hairline? One of the greatest basketball players of all, to- all time? One of the worst fucking hairlines ever in NBA history? Mm-hmm. You think he doesn't know that? But if you told it, here's the thing. You have never in the history of time heard an interviewer ask LeBron James about his hairline. Not one time. It's not a basketball question. No, it's not a basketball <clears throat> question, but over time, I'm sure somebody would have said something. I, th- I just think a lot of people choose their platforms very carefully because they understand that the power of editing and everything, as long as it's in their hands, they could do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's the thing. I don't, I'm not into overly edited podcasts. Sometimes you ever listen to a podcast that's so edited? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not going to do no name drop, but they was talking like, yeah. So basically, what do you think? Whoa, that's wild. That's crazy. When you, you be like, dude, how did you jump to a joke that no one heard and you cut all that information off? Yeah. That's what happens when people, uh, well, I got to talk about this. Recently, All the Smoke, they interviewed Will Smith. That was one of the worst fucking interviews I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, it did jump. It jumped crazy. But now they just did Jada. Did you see it? No, I didn't. They interviewed Jada. They Pinkett? interviewed Jada. It is, mm. It's not up yet, but they did. I'm like, God, bro, y'all, y'all, y'all doing a lot, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But no, nah, I, I got nothing else to offer this, man. Yeah. It's starting to get a little, starting to get a little late, man. Me and Keith recorded a little later tonight, but yeah, we still gonna drop this content for you guys to get your Monday started. Most definitely. Yeah, man. So, um, we appreciate you, man. Um, it's been a long run. Um and uh thank you for staying. Mm-hmm. You know, for all the new the new the newbies that's been popping up and yeah running these numbers up, man. And tell a friend, man. Don't don't let it stop. Don't let this podcast be your own little secret. Okay. We need you to tell somebody else. You're my little secret. All right. Well, that's time for us to that's go. We should keep it. You used to call me on my cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Late night when I was hungry. All right, now the podcast is going down the drain. That's when <laughs> you gotta you gotta turn these fucking mics off now. <laughs> that's when it's that's when it's time to go. If you've been yeah. listening to this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy Kate Banks. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>